The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing the future of the Harry Potter franchise. Specifically, what direction Warner Bros. will take if they decide to further pursue a potential Harry Potter show. I'm also going to be discussing the future of Fantastic Beasts. Over the last couple of years, we've been teased several times about the potential for a Harry Potter reboot, whether in the form of a TV show or movie. Most recently was three weeks ago, when Warner Bros. CEO David Zaslav emphasized the importance and significance of the Harry Potter IP belonging to them. We're going to focus on franchises, he said. What are the movies that have brands that are understood and loved everywhere in the world? We haven't done Harry Potter in 15 years. The DC movies and the Harry Potter movies provided a lot of the profits for Warner Bros. over the past 25 years. He added, if we can do something with JK on Harry Potter going forward. And it wasn't long before Zaslav's statement that Warner Media's former CEO Jason Kalar also discussed Harry Potter's potential, as well as his intentions for creating a Harry Potter TV show. There's this little thing called Harry Potter, which is one of the most beloved franchises, and we're incredibly thankful to be able to partner with JK Rowling, and so I would argue there's a lot of fun and potential there as well. Killar told the Morgan Stanley Technology Media and Telecommunications Conference during a session that was webcast. But the CEOs with more power and potential than anyone to reintroduce the wizarding world also always seem to leave out the little details. What form would the reboot of Harry Potter take, and what area of the wizarding world would it hone in on? With obscure statements being released from back-to-back -back CEOs, I can't help but wonder, are they just pulling at our heartstrings, or is this an actual possibility? First, I want to discuss why I think that a Harry Potter reboot may actually be a relatively imminent possibility, and then I want to dive into my predictions for what this show movie might have in store. But before we get to that, I want to discuss the elephant in the room, Fantastic Beasts, and what this film franchise's failure could mean for the future of Harry Potter. We're now seven months post-Secrets of Dumbledore, the third installment of the Fantastic Beasts series, and things are not looking good. Where once there was genuine hope for a five-part film series looking at the adventures of Newt Scamander, as well as some of the Wizarding World's origins, now it's looking an awful lot like they decided to end it at three. Fantastic Beasts 3 was, comparatively, a box office flop, and Warner Bros. recently announced that there are currently no plans to continue the franchise with a fourth film. But much like the Phoenix, the death of Fantastic Beasts may present the opportunity for another Harry Potter spin-off to rise from the ashes. Personally, I enjoyed Fantastic Beasts, and I did genuinely feel that they were heading in the right direction. However, I would venture to say that is an unpopular opinion. And while Warner CEOs in the past have openly made remarks about alternative Harry Potter spin-offs, the reality is that their attention, focus, and funding was all being poured into Fantastic Beasts. Until now. Now that no Harry Potter films are in production or even pre-production, Warner Bros. have all of the time and resources in the world to reintroduce the Harry Potter story from a more fan-friendly angle. Warner Bros., if you're listening, this is what I think you should make. 
First of all, an origin story for the Marauders. The Marauders were a group of mischievous young boys who attended Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry during the 1970s. These four boys were characters that you've probably heard of- James Potter, Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, and Peter Pettigrew. The quartet of boys began their studies in 1971, the same year as Severus Snape, and they all had one thing in common- they were all Gryffindors. Before the sorting ceremony even happened, the boys hit it off, and when they were eventually sorted into the same house, they knew that they were destined to be friends. Though the boys got on with many of their other classmates, this particular group of four boys had a truly special bond, and they eventually came up with a name for their group. They were the Marauders. The boys had a lot in common, beyond the fact that all of them were Gryffindors, as they all also happened to be huge troublemakers. If there was a rule at Hogwarts, they were hell-bent on breaking it, and they were truly notorious for their rule-breaking and mischief-making. Their group existed for the duration of the time that they spent at Hogwarts, from 1971 to 1978, and after graduating, they even all went on to join the Order of the Phoenix, a secret society founded by Dumbledore that opposed Lord Voldemort. This is a group of four characters that are integral to the Harry Potter story, that already have a pre-established backstory that could easily be adapted into an independent narrative. James is the father of the boy who lived, Sirius Black is the man who lost his friends and basically his entire life in one fateful night, Lupin is the boy who was bitten by the notorious werewolf Fenrir Greyback, and Pettigrew is the sniveling excuse for a man that went down a very dark path. These are four massive characters, and I think that I can certainly speak for other fans as well when I say that this could be a massive opportunity to expand the Harry Potter world. The next spin-off that I want to see made involves none other than Lord Voldemort. Voldemort has always intrigued me, and when we got to see glimpses into his past and varying stages of his life, I was left even more intrigued. We know that Voldemort turns into a murderous dark wizard intent on dominating the wizarding world and achieving blood purity, but what I want to see are the steps in his childhood that got him to that point. I want to see him at Wall's Orphanage, and witness how he interacted with the other children. I also want to see him at Hogwarts, making friends with the original Death Eaters. I want to see him grow up. A Voldemort's origin story could be a great way of going back into wizarding history and doing a character analysis on the primary antagonist of the Harry Potter films. The next spin-off that I'd like to see involves the four Hogwarts founders and the founding of the school itself. Hogwarts goes with Harry Potter like Marmite goes with Toast, they're meant to be, so in my eyes it only makes sense to provide an origin story that explains how the school came to be. The founders are such enigmatic figures, powerful wizards thought to be more powerful than modern day wizards, and I want to see that on the big screen, or at the very least, the small screen in my house. Hogwarts was founded at some point during the 10th century when two witches and two wizards got together and decided that they had, in the Sorting Hat's own words, the selfsame yearning to make the world's best magic school. These founders were Godric Gryffindor, Rowena Ravenclaw, Salazar Slytherin, and Helga Hufflepuff, the original creators of the four Hogwarts houses. The school itself was built hidden off somewhere in the Scottish Highlands, the exact location is never actually revealed, and this was because the 10th century was a time of hardship for witches and wizards. During this time, every day, witches and wizards were being persecuted by muggles, 
who were intensely hostile when it came to witnessing sources of magic. This was a different time, a time very much unlike what we are used to seeing in the magical world. Wouldn't you like to know about the struggles Wizardkind faced in the 10th century? What the OG Hogwarts founders were like? This is a show I'd really like to see made. But for now, you could probably pass some of the time by watching my complete history of Hogwarts and the founders. Next up, we've got the origins of none other than Albus Dumbledore. Albus was a magical prodigy. He was able to do things with a wand that no one had seen before. And given that we're only really shown the old age Dumbledore, I really want to see what he was like as a boy. The original direction of Fantastic Beasts was centered around his defeat of Gellert Grindelwald, who plays quite a large role in Dumbledore's story. But what I want to see is Dumbledore's father being sent to Azkaban, and Dumbledore's sister being killed after being caught in the crossfire of a three-way duel involving Aberforth, Albus, and Grindelwald. I want to see all of this on screen, and the subject matter is certainly there. The next direction that Warner could take, which may be a little bit riskier, would be to explore one of the other wizarding schools. We know from the Harry Potter films that there are alternative academic institutions, such as Beaubaton, the French magical school, and Durmstrang, the Northern European magical school. But did you know that there are actually 11 wizarding schools in total? Aside from the ones already mentioned, this number includes schools like Castelo Bruxu, a Brazilian wizarding school that's located amid the Amazon rainforest, Koldovstoryets, the wizarding school of Russia, located on a hidden section of Lake Ladoga, Ilvermorny, North America's wizarding school located at the highest peak of Mount Greylock, Mahutu Koro, Japan's school of magic located on the topmost point of the volcanic island of Minami Iwo Jima, and Wagadu, Africa's wizarding school located in the Mountains of the Moon, the Rwenzori Mountains of Uganda, found at the source of the Nile River. With so many wizarding schools around the globe, it would be a complete waste to not try and explore them further. But for now, if you want to learn a bit more about the schools I've mentioned, check out the video on screen. Next up, we've got the Goblin Rebellions. Despite the state of Goblin, wizarding relations being less than favorable in our current era, there were many periods in history where things were actually a lot worse. In fact, between 1612 and 1890, there were three documented rebellions from goblins who were sick of their status in wizarding society. The first goblin rebellion took place in 1612 near Hogsmeade Village. The goblin forces took an inn as their base and ravaged the nearby buildings, setting many of them on fire. The exact number of lives laid down on both sides has been lost to the years, but the casualties were remarkably high, at least according to Hogwarts' fifth year History of Magic class. And when we look at the exact cause of this rebellion, there's no shortage of reasons for why the goblins would have started it. Goblins were responsible for far more skilled tasks. Goblins forged the most powerful weapons, indestructible armor, and through their natural propensity for hoarding gold, goblins basically kept the entire wizarding economy moving forward. And yet, wizards and witches looked down on them wherever they went. The next goblin rebellion was in 1752, and this one was even bloodier than the battle at Hogsmeade, over a hundred years prior. This time, the goblins pledged themselves to an unlikely alliance, a partnership with werewolves. With the primal beasts on their side, the goblins wreaked havoc across Britain. 
It wasn't until Minister for Magic Hephaestus Gore was elected that the rebellion was stopped for good. But conflict with the goblins didn't stop there, with yet another rebellion kicking off in 1890 with a goblin named Ranrock. Ultimately, by the time of Harry Potter's enrollment at Hogwarts, the goblin rebellions were relegated to a short series of lectures in the history of magic courses. But I think there's more than enough meat here to turn these rebellions and the tension between wizard kind and goblin kind into a TV show or movie. My last suggestion for a potential spin-off centers around the Ministry for Magic, specifically the Aura Office. Auras are magical law enforcement officials that work for the Department of Magical Law Enforcement inside the Ministry of Magic. Their job is simple, capture dark wizards and other criminals in an effort to keep the wizarding public safe. This last suggestion poses a unique opportunity in that it could take place in the present day and would allow Warner to cast some of the original Harry Potter actors, including Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint. After graduation from Hogwarts, Ron and Harry did actually end up working in the Aura office for a number of years, so this could be perfect. Obviously, with such an in-depth universe and so many different characters, timelines, there are tons of possibilities, but I think I've managed to narrow down the biggest ones. What do you think? Do you agree with any of the ideas I've proposed? What shows would you like to see made? Leave a comment down below. And as always, if you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.